Hey guys, welcome back to the Influence Community. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Danielle. This is where we spill the tea, talk all things influencing, and try to keep up with the ever-changing industry. Grab a coffee, sip your tea, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys. Hi queens, once again. I'm just so happy it's spring and this weather, and it's not cloudy in winter anymore, to be honest, which is kind of shocking for me to say. Because um, I'm not really a spring girly, you know? Yeah, we're obviously pre-recording this, but because we are traveling right now. Um, but today it was 78 degrees at my house. No, it was, was beautiful thriving. today. Like the sunshine, yeah. the sun was out. It was warm. Like when you step outside and you can just feel the sun on your skin. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I really hope <laughs> that I bring this to everywhere I travel to because it is going to be cold where we're going. Yeah. So. Yeah. So, yes, we are pre-recording because we're traveling and I feel like we've tried to do the whole travel thing before, but it's just honestly really hard to do. So we figured we would just pull a topic that you guys submitted to us, pre-record this, because at this point I'm back now, but Danielle's not back yet. So mm-hmm. we figured we would just, you know, get ahead of ourselves. But yeah, that's that was the plan. So... <laughs> So we are, like, recording this early, but it's fine. It's a very good topic. I feel like we've started to get questions on this ever since I shared my bad brand experience, which we can go into. But let's just start with our influences of the week, do those, and then just move into this fun topic because I feel like we're going to have a lot to say about it. So what is your influence this week? Okay, I kind of mentioned this already, but I just wanted to emphasize it because I feel like I just had a very pleasant packing experience, which is usually not the case. I'm not fully done yet. I still, so I I hope I'm not talking too soon, but I have my big suitcase done, which usually is the hard part. It's a 46 pounds, which I'm very proud of. Nice. Um, But what helped me was really the Canva mood boards because I feel like not only did I because we talked about like planning our outfits and stuff but I had a mood board like for the overall trip and then kind of for each location so I feel like having that in mind I wasn't guessing like oh my gosh like maybe I'll want to wear this like I don't know but like with having that mood board I was like very I just knew what I wanted to wear in which location just looking at the mood board I don't know if that makes sense yeah. but I, I feel, feel like, like it, just, it made it it brings clarity a lot easier especially yes. if you're going to multiple locations like what you're doing like it's just so chaotic to think about like what's the vibe gonna be here what's it gonna be here what do I want to wear like when you put it all down on paper it just like gives you clear thinking and yeah. you can execute a lot better yes and I feel like I did I feel like I'm definitely it was easier because I'm definitely going for a lot more casual this time around so yeah I feel like when I think about it for some reason I associate like fall and winter with glam and I associate I mean I guess that is a thing spring and summer with just like casual fun girly simplistic minimal vibes mm-hmm. um so that's what I'm going for so nice. yes Nice. for mood boards you guys love that make sure you it's do my it. favorite thing i think we talked about this a little bit last episode and I just I'm like, never put the time into it's it it's so therapeutic and it's so fun to like go screenshot yeah. your outfit pieces and then put them together like a puzzle in yeah. your canva board <laughs> i know it just like ties everything together so yeah. love Amazing. that what about you 
feel like my influence this week and it has been for a few weeks now but i just remembered it is the canon g7x camera can we talk about how this was a thing like when did we buy ours like two this years ago all the hype i remember no I this got was like it before covid for... yeah no we got it in 2019 yes i've had this camera since then because mm-hmm. that's what was trending i literally spent all that money getting it we both did oh my god it was like a huge <laughs> like it was a very huge purchase for me at the time just yes. because like i never would i don't know just camera equipment i wouldn't put that much money towards something like that so yeah we still have ours and yeah so i've had it literally since then and then i feel like it went into retirement for a little bit because there was the mm-hmm. whole like iphone pics versus yes. like professional or just nicer camera it's, pics yeah and then everyone was like, iPhone pick. So then like it went away and then all of a sudden it's coming back now. So I dusted her off, took her out of the drawer, <laughs> charged up her batteries and bought her some cool Here accessories she and she's back out and I'm excited. I bought that like you literally just plug it into your phone and then you can put the SD mm-hmm. card in it and then you can see the photos and transfer them directly to your phone like so easily, which is yeah. amazing. So I have that. I want to like re-get, I need to get a new screen cover because the other one is cracked. She just needs a little like um, TLC. (laughs) And yeah. And then I'm going to like start vlogging on her again because I usually use my iPhone. But I don't know. My I feel like my iPhone quality lately has been so bad and I don't know what it is. And I don't feel like it used to be like this, but it's just yeah, you've talked about so it a lot. grainy and it's like it shouldn't mm-hmm. it should not be this bad like these cameras are so advanced now so i think i'm gonna go back and try to vlog on the camera to see what the difference is again and i guess decide so yeah loving the canon g7x and i just want to like try to take photos on it too i don't know mm-hmm. we'll see i know yeah but yeah i'm it sure the they'll thing. be really cute on there so yeah, I'm going to bring her to Italy and just see what the vibes are. But yeah, so so far, so good. It's just so funny how things come back in. And I'm like, oh, cool. I have that one. I don't have to like go out and buy it. So perfect. So yeah, I feel like that's it for me. And then in terms of updates, I feel like we've just been traveling so I feel like mm-hmm. our next episode will really get to like recap our trips and like you talk yeah. about everything you did and then we'll talk about Italy and all that fun stuff Mm -hmm. so I feel like that's pretty much it so we can dive into this week's episode which is just talking about bad brands and how to deal with them basically yeah honestly do you want to recap your experience because I feel like you finally oh yes closed um, a chapter (laughs) yes you closed that chapter that you've been talking about yes okay I did I'll just try to give the short version. I did work for this brand in May 2022 and I have emails following up with them all the way through like September, October. My management was trying to follow up with them and literally nothing and I'm just not a quitter and I don't, I'm not going to take no (laughs) for an answer, especially if I already did the work and there's like a contract in place and I think brands just think they can get away with it I'm not sure and for some reason this keeps happening to me with Australian brands and I don't know what it is yeah, but true. basically this brand 
nothing happened. So I finally posted on my Instagram stories about it. And then I saved that photo and I posted it on LinkedIn. I tagged the brand and all three of their C-level executives. And the CEO ended up responding in a comment to that post on LinkedIn. He sent me a direct message on LinkedIn. (laughs) And yeah, and I just directed him to Bloomy for Creators, who we've been talking about and who I used. And basically, they're like, oh, yeah, we're going to pay her. We're going to pay her. And this went on for literally a month. And when I posted it on Instagram stories, like multiple girls came forward and were like, wait, they haven't paid me either. And this other girl messaged me on LinkedIn. She lives in Sweden, I think, like messaged me on LinkedIn oh and was God. like, they haven't paid me either. So I was like, oh, my gosh. Good thing okay. you posted that, honestly. Yeah. Iconic. They ended up blocking me on Instagram. They deleted their TikTok. They blocked like you too, which they blocked makes me no and sense. all of my accounts. Yeah. yeah. So they and they like blocked me on LinkedIn, so I couldn't tag them anymore. But I think they forgot about hashtags because if you hashtag something, it still shows up. So about That's a month funny. goes by of like my lawyer going back and forth with them. Of them, it just felt like they were just like taking us in circles like oh yeah we'll pay her oh I have a board meeting like we'll discuss it then and then we follow up and then like nothing happens and another week goes by and that's just how it was for literally a month and then finally they agreed I don't know so many pieces happened and like at one point they were trying they were going to sue me for defamation but defamation means you're not telling the truth and everything that I shared on social media was the truth for the most part there were just a couple details that were off like I think I said April when I actually did the work in May but like that's like the whole story in itself was true so and then they're like okay well we won't sue you for defamation if you take all your posts down off social media and you don't talk about this again and we'll pay you half of what we owe you and I was like um no like, why would I agree to that? Like, I think they were trying to intimidate Good me. Thing you didn't. No, I was like, no, I literally have a signed contract with you. I'm getting the full amount. Thank you. Yeah. So we told them no. <laughs> and then they like went back and forth more and just like, I don't know. It was just kind of crazy to experience. But finally, they're like, okay, we're just going to send you the money. Like, we don't want to deal with this anymore. Like, and I was like, great, me neither. So Mm -hmm. they ended up wiring the money and I got paid. So that was really exciting considering how long it's been and truly could not have done it without Bloomy for Creators. Like they really helped me get my money back. So if you guys need legal services, again, this is not sponsored, not an ad. We're getting a discount code for you guys just because we love it so much. But yeah, if you need anything like contract reviews, trademark like literally anything like it's so worth it like yeah to get my brand deal money that I don't think I would have ever seen if I didn't use I feel like they really took you seriously because you were using yeah a lawyer who knew what she was talking about exactly so yeah anyways that was just a really bad thing that happened and I don't know if it was just because like the brand rep left there wasn't communication within their teams I don't really know but anyways it was an unpleasant experience for me and the, it's just frustrating that like I have to use my time and my resources and like my money to pay to get my money that I mm-hmm. yeah. like, earned you know it's what insane. I mean like oh, I shouldn't works. have to yeah. pay for that like that's crazy but 
I guess it is what it is and unfortunate, but I'd rather obviously just go through and like get the money back. So yeah, we did it, got my money, got paid and yeah, they'll probably keep me blocked. (laughs) Yeah. So, and honestly, you don't want to see them either. So no, no. Yeah, that definitely happens. I feel like I haven't had an experience like that. I've definitely had very unpleasant experiences. Honestly, I probably could have had an experience like that because a French brand didn't pay me like a few years ago. They never did, but it was only like $300. And so at that point, I just like, I let it go. They were so frustrating to work with. And it just, it is very frustrating. And I also had no idea what to even do. So I feel like I would be more equipped now. Um if that did ever happen that's the thing is like i think like do these brands know because it's 300 dollars? like there's not much you can do about it and then if they do that to like multiple creators and then they think no one's gonna pursue it because it's 300 dollars and it's not worth it because legal fees will cost more than 300 dollars. so at that point it's like a huge loss yeah so it's just like do they know that and do that on purpose i feel like you have to be an actual sociopath like psycho to do that because obviously people are going to talk about you obviously like if you are in charge of the brand like you're gonna get dragged through the mud like people are gonna that's the thing also is with like tiktok like yes that's gonna say we can't get TikTok away with this now. anymore i feel like because when that happened to you tiktok wasn't a thing no tiktok wasn't yeah, it was And it's not crazy that these brands, they hire you to, like, obviously talk about and promote their products, but when they screw you over, they don't think you're going to use that same platform exactly. to, like, defend yourself and, like, fight for what's yours. And it's just interesting. Like, of course I'm going to talk about this on social media. That's what I do. Right. <laughs> so I feel like it's becoming less of a thing, but it's definitely still around. And so we wanted to talk about little red flags Yeah. that honestly – can foreshadow very bad experiences but also how to deal with the red flags um so i feel like we can just jump into it yeah um so the first one is obviously no one can respond like immediate all the time but those super super delayed responses like i'm talking a week like weeks and weeks long. I'm currently actually going through this. I'm still trying to get something approved that was supposed to be posted in February, literally. Um, So maybe I will have this experience with this brand, but they, from the start, responded so unbelievably slow. Getting everything done took forever. Them literally just approving something is taking over a month, and I just feel like that's such a red flag. But especially um, because it was very time specific, it was very time specific. So I feel like this has happened to me a few times. Um, It's so annoying. Yeah. But with this sort of situation, what you can do to protect yourself is to make sure you're adding late fees on your invoices and just making sure that the contract protects you as well. Um. Well, I guess that's, okay, that's only if they are not paying you. Um, There's really nothing that I can do in this situation. Honestly, though, Um, like, you should, I think there are clauses in certain contracts. I think we've talked about this before where if, like, a brand cancels it, but you've already created the content, like, there's like something in there there where you should get, like, It's called a kill fee. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a good thing to put 
in contracts if you can negotiate that in and push back and make sure those are always in your contracts you can yeah we actually have an episode where we talked about this but Mm -hmm. you can pretty much put like that you would get like 50% of the work or even 100% of the work like if I'm gonna put this in like I'm gonna say 100 probably but which happened um, to you you did work you never they never had you post and you got paid so we think something sketchy went down (laughs) super weird um but yeah late fees kill fees those are things that you can add into your contracts and into your invoices to protect yourself when you kind of pick up on a brand being really slow like like their beginning behavior kind of predicts like how they're like if they're slow to respond to set up the campaign they are not going to be quick to pay like there's no incentive there so yeah i think the late fee is huge and unfortunately the brand's that didn't pay me until now there was no late fee which I'm Mm -hmm. a little frustrated over because I feel like I could have made so much money off of that and I feel like you don't even have to put it in the contract you just put it in your invoice like that is like how invoices work in my head I don't know if that's just me but like I feel like if you put that in your invoice like that's how companies operate the late fee is like Mm -hmm. in the invoice and then if you're late you pay a late fee yeah so yeah you always want to protect yourself yeah definitely evaluate their behavior if you're getting kind of like their behavior is making you uncomfortable or just take that as like you don't have to like not work with them but just be prepared and make sure you're extra covered and like not to keep talking about bloomy for creators but they you can sign up for the packages and like they will review your contracts and then be like I don't like this clause like this needs to be changed or like I don't really like how this clause is worded like it needs to be built out a little bit more like I had them review my contract for my wedding venue so before I signed it I just had them like go over it make sure it looked good and then she pointed out clauses that were a little iffy things I should ask questions about things that she'd recommend to add or whatever and so I thought that was super helpful to have just someone available to do that so yeah that's why i think it's so so worth it if you have like contracts coming in and say you're not with management or you just want someone to review them Mm -hmm. it's really good to kind of have and we just talked about i think in our last episode how it's important to invest in your business and i think this is another one of those steps to take to really make sure you're protected so that brand's like, no, like, we're not messing around anymore. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are done with that. Yeah, no. No, no, no. So, yeah. yeah. I feel like that kind of flows nicely into the next one because this is also kind of behavior related. When a brand is really, really, really nitpicky. Um, yeah. And this isn't a deal breaker, obviously. These aren't deal breakers. They're just, like, something to pay attention to because usually – you're gonna know from these behaviors like it's gonna be kind of a rough campaign I am working with a brand who's really nitpicky down to the like what happened just like even down to the hat like the hashtags and exactly what they want on the link oh my god I had to repost something because they wanted me to write something specific on the link and not just tap to shop so Paying attention. Yeah. Like some brands are actually psychos. 
It's so crazy because I don't get why brands don't get that we know our audience best. And like, that's the thing. If we put like tap to shop all the time, if you don't put it on a different one, it looks weird. Right. I just feel like some brands are trying too hard to get like their ROI from what they think is going to do well and not paying attention. But I feel like that this also is. Like, this is another red flag is, like, when a brand doesn't really trust what you know is best for your audience and they just want to go move forward with what yeah. their brief is. Um, I just, Probably like, going to be a rough time. Yeah. I think those are the brands where you know you're going to have to reshoot. So I feel like whenever mm-hmm. I get those vibes, I ask them. Like, I make sure I have a very specific brief. I'm like, okay, do you have inspo? Like, yeah. do you have a preference where I shoot? Like, here are some examples. Like, let me know just because like obviously you don't want to have to reshoot so just paying like close attention to the brief and also make sure you specify in the contract like how many reshoots a brand gets sometimes they'll put it in a contract but I think standard is typically just one because that means that you submit your content they suggest some edits you redo it and that's that because that's their opportunity to have any call outs that need to be changed because it's like if they're not calling it out the first time it's not fair for them to just change their mind and be like oh wait we don't like this anymore like can you actually go and do this and you're like um I already created the content so it's like and communication and making sure like you guys are on the same page I guess and like ask questions if you don't understand something Mm -hmm. yeah I've I've had a contract recently where it I looked after the fact I already submitted it and like everything was fine but in their contract it said that they were subject to three reshoots which that's crazy that because they like technically so could make you do that um so you don't want to have a contract that says that but yeah definitely in all cases I feel like just pay attention to the brief because there are honestly a few times that I've had to reshoot things just because I did not pay attention to the brief and I kind of just went on my own and like created the content that I thought my audience would love and it just didn't fly so definitely though with brands that you feel seem to be very nitpicky have huge briefs just make sure you have that on hand when you're shooting content make sure you're sending them your concept I started doing that when if I have enough time like I will send the concept ahead of time just so we are on the same page because Mm -hmm. there has been so many times where (laughs) I know my audience is gonna like a certain content vibe and they just want something different so it's always worth it to clarify yeah I think yeah don't be afraid to ask questions and I think I've been sending in um what what is it called I've been sending in a like concept? oh the concepts yeah I've been sending in mm-hmm. concepts too and I feel like it just makes things a lot easier because then you literally totally and then it it gives you the opportunity to if the brand like questions or gives pushback then you can say like hey like I know my audience like here's example pieces of similar content that did really well I think if you know we do this campaign in a similar fashion that we could get a really good response from it Mm -hmm. because this is what my audience likes whenever I say that to a brand or this other thing always happens to me where I like to be nice and submit extra content for brands to have and then they always pick the (laughs) The not the extra content to like be the post like one time I did this collab with like it was a food brand yeah and 
I submitted my content I thought was so cute and then I sent like a few flat lays just to be nice and they're like yeah we would love this one to be the first image and I was like and it was just the food I wasn't even in the photo (laughs) and obviously you guys I do not post food on my feed like that so I let them know I was like hey like so happy you loved this like this was just meant for extra content if I if my face is not in the photo, it's not going to do well. And so I think that we should go with like one of these three options for the first and then I can do a carousel and make that the second photo. So it's like I was still being flexible and taking in like them into consideration with what they wanted. But I was like, I will tell you if my face is not in this photo, it's not going to do well, period. Yeah. So I think brands like appreciate the insight and the suggestions as long as you do it in like a polite and professional way and explain it to them. I think they're more Mm. open to being flexible, which has worked for me in the past. Like anytime I tell a brand like, hey, like I don't think that one's going to do well, to be honest, like I really like this one or this one. They're usually like very flexible. They're like, like, thanks for the insight, Alyssa. We we like really appreciate it. Like we'll go. What about this one? And I'll be like, "Okay, great. Perfect. So it like never hurts to do that. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So uh, I feel like that goes with my mantra that I like that's you don't get what you don't ask for in life. And so Mm -hmm. if you don't ask to like put the photo that you like and you just let the brands like dictate what you're going to post, then it's not going to do as well as you've probably hoped. So Mm -hmm. not being afraid to stand up for yourself and like just open the discussion with these brands. You know what I mean? Most of the time they're flexible. I don't think I've ever had a situation where they were like, no, post Mm -hmm. the one we want yeah so yeah usually they're flexible super red flag if they're not yeah um yeah i think that's pretty much it for that one um another red flag is when brands talk a lot about like usage social social usage wanting to use your content and promotional materials i'm Um, literally rolling my eyes right now i cannot stand this you need to be charging for usage literally like organic social usage aka them reposting you on their feed like one time like whatever that's fine but if it's in promotional materials and when it literally says paid ads like absolutely not like they're putting paid ad spend behind your content and it's driving sales for them and you're getting Mm -hmm. nothing from that and same thing with whitelisting Like these brands just try to make you think they're doing you a favor and they're not like you're doing them a favor. So if you're in an email blast, a newsletter, a on the website, like you should be getting paid a monthly rate for that. I Mm -hmm. think the standard is 30% of your rate per month. That's standard. I know girls who charge a lot and they get it, but I feel like that's at least the minimum so like a lot of girls don't know that too. yes so please. just take note of that yes if brands are asking to use your content in paid promotional materials charge you charge a rate period yes <laughs> you can politely say like oh so glad that you want to use this in your paid media mm-hmm. my rate for this would be x amount of dollars per um, thir- for 30 days yeah. usage or per month yeah so hit them with that and put because them in their they place know because what a lot they're of the doing they don't know 
they know what they don't, they're doing. They don't think that girls know. That's exactly. What it is, so. And that's what my next lawsuit is going to be. So <laughs> a brand used yes. my image in their newsletter and I politely emailed them and let them know that it was in an email blast and I sent them an invoice for like $800 and they didn't want to pay it and they kept like avoiding it and I was like look like you either need to pay this invoice or I'm going to take legal action and then they're like okay well we'll gift you clothes and then pay you $2,500 to post and I was like no, I don't want to post you anymore. You guys were already rude. I don't want to work with you again. And like, I shouldn't have to. So I will be taking legal action, which I am doing and have almost found, it's another Australian company and have found, I think potentially an Australian lawyer who's going to take on the case. So fingers crossed. So we'll get updates on that from you. So that's the next one. I just like, I'm not going to let brands take advantage of me ever like I'm not down for that and I love Mm. to be the guinea pig for (laughs) this industry to just just see what happens you know what I mean we're gonna see what happens so that brands stop doing this to people because it's very very frustrating and it's not okay and they know this and they literally have clauses on their website that says like their stuff is copyrighted and you can't use it so I'm like if this is on your website why are you doing this to other people that makes yeah. no sense. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I keep you guys updated on that one. But yeah, social this usage and anything all the time. <laughs> no, too. I see like, girls in ads and stuff, and time. I always send it, and I'm always like, hey, like just so you know, like making sure you're aware of this, like letting you know. Yeah, yeah, I've had girls do that for me as well, and it's very sweet. So if you see something, say something yes. because sometimes you don't know that an ad is being run with your face on it so and I think just know that you can take legal action with that I feel like you've worked on the ad side but I think you can Mm -hmm. like make sure it doesn't target a specific person right like you can yeah that's called white okay actually that's weird because in the programmatic like backend side of ads whitelisting is is actually a term when you can exclude people so like if you were so like we would whitelist certain cities so it wouldn't get right. targeted there but it's like a different term in our world so interesting um but, but yeah, yeah so the brand can make sure like that you don't see the ad so it's like you're never gonna see it so it's like if your friend sends it to you then you can be like hey wait a second like I didn't approve that so yeah yeah something yeah. to be aware of just make sure you're reading contracts and make sure you are not signing anything that says in perpetuity or perpetual rights mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's a good way to avoid this yes like that's the one word you if you don't know what perpet- perpetuity means it means forever and ever and usually mm-hmm. these clauses say something along the lines of any future social media platforms that come about like they could post you on them which Mm -hmm. is so crazy and they can just use your content so I feel like with fashion like obviously you still shouldn't be doing it but it's not as like crazy I feel like because trends come and go so most brands don't have the same piece of clothing year after year after year most brands some do but some don't whereas like beauty is like one product that they have 
and they always mm-hmm. have it. So it's like so they can use it always. Yes. And also, if you blow up and become super huge and famous, like they can use your likeness and your image to promote their product. Yeah. Forever. So that's just a big thing to think about. Yeah, I can't. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We talk about it a little later about like certain platforms that do this too, but we'll get down mm-hmm. to that at the bottom. But. Okay, the next one is test posts, and I literally didn't think this was still a thing until recently, and then all of a sudden, all these brands are saying again, yeah. hey, like, we like to build the relationship organically and do a test post, which, like, I get brands want organic relationships, but, like, gift it, and that's mm-hmm. it, period, like, and then if the creator wants to post about them and right. build a relationship, like, great. No deliverables, no yeah. strings attached. That's how it always should be. You should not have to post anything. But this test post thing is coming back up for some reason. Yeah, I've noticed that too. And it's kind of insinuating like, oh, there's a promise of a future collab if we do this test post. But that's never guaranteed. Literally, it's never guaranteed. And honestly, it's probably not going to happen in most cases because brands want to take advantage of you i mean there are definitely a few um that it has happened with um so i feel like you just have to feel it out see if other girls are collaborating with the these brands that are asking for test posts and maybe ask them like did you do a test post for them and then did they end up paying you i feel like that's a good i feel like okay indicator yes good point if you know this brand pays like you you have a friend or whatever who has been paid by this brand like you know for a fact they pay then sure do an organic post that's not required from you great because then Mm -hmm. if you know they pay then you know there's opportunity but if you don't know if they pay or not and you're just unsure and they want a test post i would probably say no Because like you said, none of it's guaranteed and most of the time I feel like it doesn't happen and they'll just ghost you after your one post. Right. And I feel like good verbiage with how you can phrase this when someone says, oh, we want to do a test post. You can politely let them know that they can look at your current content and look at your profile and really just assess from there (laughs) how their content is going to be worked into what you already have going on like it's a very clear reflection of how it's gonna go so you can just direct them over to your profile send your insights that's the most you can do send your insights send your profile like they can gauge from there like you know yeah like you don't need to see your product specifically yes in the feed yeah yeah Yeah. it just really rubs me the wrong way and honestly when I see test posted in an email I think I delete it immediately because I'm like red flag (laughs) I don't have time for this no thank you yeah unless obviously it's a brand that like we know and love but yeah it's not worth it yeah so yeah yeah if it is a brand that you really love obviously you can make smart your own decisions you know but yeah this does happen a lot red flag yes okay next one is lowball offers and this is just probably a sign that they don't value your work their creators and they just want to get it for as cheap as possible and there Mm -hmm. are some brands like i'll send my rates and then they respond and they're like oh, this is our budget. And I'm just like, okay. 
Like, we are clearly uh, not aligned. Yeah. And you all. can just say, like, politely decline and say, I would love to reconnect when the budget is a little more in line with my current rates. I feel like that's yeah. like perfect way to respond to that because it's like okay what do you want me to do I already yeah. told you my rates and like yours is so much it's like less than half like I'm confused yeah um stand your ground you guys we've said this before when one door closes mm-hmm. another beautiful door opens and yep. you attract things that are more in line energetically with you and what yes. you deserve <laughs> yeah it's very very frustrating when that happens And I guess it's just hard because I feel like in this industry, you're like, okay, do I want to take it one time and like build a relationship, Mm -hmm. especially if it's a brand I love or if it's just way off, then like, is it truly worth it? Because I feel like, I feel like that's where my struggle comes in. So I'm like, okay, I do like this brand, but will they actually ever have a decent budget? You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So it's like very hard to make that distinction right and once again you guys can ask around and just ask girls if this brand paid their rates you don't have to ask them what they paid them just ask are you happy with what they paid you and you can kind of gauge if they're kind of just like lying to you and saying that they have a low budget and they don't but if not like you're saying I feel like you can make an educated um move to proceed if you want to work with this brand and they have like good opportunities in the future weigh the pros and cons but yeah again I guess it just comes down to if the brand is legit or not obviously have you ever heard of it like have you Mm -hmm. not heard of it and then if it's like a brand that you really really love then it's like something that might be worth considering but other than that like probably not because mm-hmm. like you said potentially close the store and another more aligned one will open so you obviously just have to do what's best for you and your business and what you're feeling but just knowing the pros and cons mm-hmm. of the situation yeah exactly so, yeah i think brands are picking up that creators are like being more educated and understand certain legal terms now when they didn't used Mm -hmm. to like we literally I remember did not know what perpetual meant the first time you came across it and we were just like what does that mean how interesting I feel like by the way another term that I see this it's just like a term I see a lot I didn't understand what it meant until now irrevocable I didn't I don't know if that's common knowledge but that means you can't take it back and Thea from Blooming mm-hmm. for creators, she told me to take that out and always say, I think, I think just take it out. So you can change your mind because if it's like irrevocable rights, then you can never change your mind. But apparently, you, have yeah, that I feel right like when you have that, like there. that perpetual clause, it's like worldwide, perpetual, yeah. irrevocable, like all these words are stacked up next to each other. So you know where to find them because that's where they sit all next to each other. So just look out for that. Wait, that's so interesting. You can't take it back. But like I didn't even know that you could take it back. So I wonder 
in court well i wonder if it's like take that back right i wonder if it's a situation like you said where what if you like blow up and you become a celebrity and then this brand starts using you and you're like wait a second like you can't use that image of me and they're like yes we can you signed here like you can't take it back yeah so just another term to look out for interesting love learning legal terms it's so interesting Yeah, and I feel like with this too and what we were talking about before, whitelisting is Mm -hmm. another huge thing that is related to all of these topics. So basically whitelisting, if you don't know, is when you post on social media, whether that's TikTok or Instagram, and then they put paid ad spend behind it and boost it so that when normal people who are not creators see your post it says it's coming from your name instead of the brand name so it looks like less of an ad because it's coming from your account Mm -hmm. if that makes sense so brands try to sell it that like you're getting exposure to thousands of accounts and like all it's so great like it's mutually beneficial but like it's really not and brands should be paying you to have that access to be able to boost your content. And then on top mm-hmm. of that, you need to make sure you're asking questions who they're targeting. I don't know if you remember this, but this one girl we know did an ad for 7-Eleven and it was just like a slurpy ad and she has very colorful content. And so it was, I mean, it went with her content. The slurpy ad was fine, but when they whitelisted it and boosted it, it was the demographic I want to say she said was like 50% male. Yeah. So it's like you want to make sure you know what these ad settings are going to be before you agree to that to make sure you're targeting the right demographic. Mm-hmm. 100%. That's a tricky one. And a lot of people I feel like don't necessarily know what that can entail. I feel like I see less of that now. So that's good. But it's definitely still around. No, yeah, I definitely think it still happens, especially with smaller creators, I feel like, who brands don't think know, like, what's going on or they're just not aware. So if a brand ever asks about whitelisting, make sure you send in your rates for that because you should be getting Mm -hmm. paid to let the brand use your image so they can drive sales. Essentially, that's what you have to think about. If a brand is using your content in any way to drive sales to their website, and literally make sales and make money like you should be getting paid for that Mm -hmm. so just remember that I feel like that's kind of the simplest way to look at it basically but yeah always charge always 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 so yeah and And then it's this has happened to me before where they (laughs) will promote content or use my content on an ad and then they just like apologize after and I'm like so like one time I I I this wasn't even like I bought the boots myself and then all of a sudden on Instagram I saw this ad that featured like four different photos of girls wearing these boots including myself and I was like uh I did not approve this what so I screenshotted it always take a screenshot and like send it yeah. to my management and I was like hey like can we invoice them for this because they did not have my permission to run this as an ad and it says on instagram it says on the stories in the top corner it says sponsored so like that's how you know it's an ad so i was like yeah what yeah and then they said sorry (laughs) and i was like like that's not enough so yeah (laughs) 
that's a red flag okay that's how you know a brand is probably they just don't have integrity or maybe they just don't even know what they're really doing like someone is just not knowledgeable in this space i truly just have a hard time believing that like if you are in this space you know what the heck you're doing like you know come on and if you don't know it is your job to educate yourself otherwise you're gonna have creators like us coming for you because Mm -hmm. like you should know that's your job to know everyone knows like do not use someone else's content right like it just blows my mind and they're like oh my gosh we're so sorry we'll take that down immediately we had no idea and i'm like yeah you do (laughs) and that's not my problem yeah so red flag bad bad um bad vibes yeah (laughs) bad vibes um and i feel like that kind of leads into our last one too kind of we mentioned this but platforms like grin like aspire Mm -hmm. they have i think their standard like proposal does have perpetual rights and i just honestly i just ask them to change it but you have to call it out so if you get a proposal or um like a collaboration on one of these platforms always make sure you're reading the content or even the part where it says terms and conditions yeah yeah they'll change it but i think maybe brands like using these platforms because like they can they get away with it it. Mm -hmm. um so just be aware Mm -hmm. be aware and again like we said like sometimes with fashion like because brands get in new styles all the time it's not going to be the end of the world but obviously you want to be protected but you know when it comes to products that are more long lasting then that's when you want to be like super super careful yeah so yeah those platforms are sneaky because sometimes it says like oh like agree to our terms and conditions And then, like, no one really clicks to read those, but that's Mm -hmm. where all that information is listed. But on Grin, it literally says perpetual, like, right there. Yeah. So just, yeah, be aware of that and try to avoid it as much as possible. So all of these things have Mm -hmm. happened to both of us multiple times. So Yeah, you live and you learn. So (laughs) we are really just trying to (laughs) teach you guys faster so it doesn't happen to you and you don't have to live and learn. You can just know. You can just live. Um, Yeah, yeah. So things that you guys can do to avoid these bad brands, um, obviously listen to the podcast. (laughs) But also you can – like. You can talk to other girls who've worked with the brand and see what their experiences have been. If it was a really negative one, people are probably really quick to be like, do not work with them. Yeah. So it's always worth to kind of, if you have a feeling it's not going to be a good experience, just ask someone. Don't be afraid to. We need more transparency in the industry. Post it on our Facebook group. We started a thread. I think people are nervous to like post their experiences, but you definitely can. Or you can send them to us and we'll post it anonymously if you want to say like avoid this brand or if you want us to like ask about a brand for you, you can always do that too. I think talking is, like, one of the biggest things. Just if you see someone, you know, reach out and just say, hey, like, how was your experience? Like, you don't have to, Mm -hmm. like, ask details. You don't have to be, like, how much did they pay you or what were your deliverables? Just, like, how was your experience? 
would you work with them again? Was it easy? Did they pay on time? Like those are kind of the questions I feel like you want to ask. And then that way the mm-hmm. person can say like yes or no. It was so great. Love them. Or like no, do not recommend working with them. They like weren't going to pay me, blah, blah, blah. So like, yeah, having those conversations I think are really, really helpful to this industry in general. Yeah. So. Definitely. Definitely. But also confront the brand. Send them an invoice for what you need from them. Don't be afraid to do that. Um, Ask them questions. If they are running an ad, ask them how long they've been running it for, where it was. And then, but also like ask them about whitelisting and um, what they're, you know, specific questions. You always, you can never ask too many questions. Mm-hmm. You're, you will avoid a bad situation by asking multiple clarification questions and then you'll probably scare the brand because they will know that you know your shit. So mm-hmm. ask questions. <laughs> yes. They're definitely becoming more aware that girlies in the industry, we're taking lo- legal action, we're standing up for ourselves tiktok's a thing and people love to call brands out on tiktok i'm sad that you are not Ugh. releasing yours i'm <laughs> so sad i spent a long time Maybe you can create another one and make it like a general experience video but i don't know if it's worth it yeah i mean i am posting a video like an update video like this is what happened but they paid me um i had my lawyer approve it so i'll probably post it soon but yeah amazing I think and you can also add late fees onto those invoices as well like invoices are legitimate so make sure you're just covered in every aspect and when you invoice a brand like truly I guess I've really learned that they're they have no incentive to pay it if there's no no late fee like what is their Mm -hmm. incentive what do they have to lose like you're just gonna keep emailing them and they're just gonna keep ignoring you like and then you're gonna give up and that's it and then they don't pay you like it's truly so crazy to me that like I feel like because this has happened to me I feel like I even just question contracts now I'm like are these even like good like brands like no I know like brands still don't even pay you when you have a contract in place which blows my mind but right yeah thank goodness for bloomy for creators because that (laughs) I literally think I talk to her like every day about my my legal woes so and she's so helpful and educational and like teaches you along the way so it's been really great but yeah we we're trying to get a code for you guys and again it's not sponsored it's we genuinely love it and they've been helping us with so many different aspects of our business Mm -hmm. and the biggest one for me was getting my money from the brand that didn't pay me that I did work for in May of 2022 so the fact that we got that paid I'm just so excited and it just gives me hope that that brands are never going to take advantage of me again and like I'm not Mm -hmm. waiting this long next time like I don't know you got 60 to 90 days and like I'm coming for you (laughs) well yeah it should be net 30 some brands do net 60 net 90 is no unnecessary that is absolutely unnecessary do not accept net 90 like they can pay you earlier than that okay and then after that late fee late fee late fee late fee (laughs) i know that's the biggest thing so add your late fees on your invoices but yeah hopefully these tips helped you guys and kind of just gave insight on what 
to look for to avoid quote unquote bad brands and just how to deal with them or how to decide how to move about it because there are different ways to handle things. It's just personal preference. Like for me personally, I'm aggressive and I'm like, oh, you're not going to pay me. Great. I will be taking legal action. And sometimes I feel like (laughs) even if you send the email following up saying you're gonna take legal action, I feel like that kind of scares the brand a little bit, but sometimes they're unaffected and they just don't think you're going to do anything. So when a lawyer actually sends a letter, they're like, Mm -hmm. oh shit, like she was serious. And then, Yeah. yeah. So yeah stand your ground and like chase your money like that's my thing is like don't let these brands take advantage of you they you signed a contract they said they were going to pay this like they need to pay it this is our livelihood this is how we pay our bills this is like how we live Mm -hmm. and like i like wanted to ask the ceo of the company like what if you didn't get a paycheck for like almost a year like would you be okay no like so why do i have to deal with that yeah i don't get it so they're just like assuming that you'll be good yeah which they shouldn't because they're not paying me but yeah okay anyways end of rant (laughs) hope you guys (laughs) liked this week's episode just trying to help inform and help you guys avoid being stuck in these situations but it's so nice because i do feel like resources are finally becoming available that are like influencer or content creator specific which is so nice because I feel like for so long like even with taxes like it was so hard to find someone who like understood what we Mm -hmm. do and how to like properly do taxes so now it's like now there's legal options and people like it's just becoming more well known yeah and standard and common yes which is so nice so happy about that glad to see the industry moving forward and pushing through all these things so do you want to share our listener of the week this week yes our listener of the week actually asked this question so shout out to you i believe you pronounce it conchanel it's spelled at k-a-n-c-h-a-n-e-l-l-e so pretty what a pretty name yeah i know so gorgeous beautiful sun and gorgeous and thank you for asking about this question we really appreciate like we have said in the past when you guys send in episode ideas um because we love just like getting your feedback and then being able to dive super deep into these um specific topics so yes shout out to you she has by the way a super cute moody like street style vibe to her instagram and her videos are so stunning so thank you so much (laughs) yes thank you we appreciate the support as always and we love you guys so much so thank you for listening if you made it all the way to the end of this episode i feel like as always you guys already know we have our facebook group which is the influence community and it's just a safe space to talk all things creator life and you know, maybe meet up with people or meet creators in your area or ask for advice on brand things or emails or whatever. And it's just a fun community where everyone can kind of contribute and help each other out, which is what we want to encourage to happen. So we have that. And then we have our Italy trip coming up in September, which we're so excited about. Milan, Mm. Venice, Lake Como. (laughs) Come join us. It's going to (laughs) be so much fun and i hear italy is just beautiful that time of year so we would love to have you guys and yeah we hope you guys have an amazing week this week and we will chat in our next episode
Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. We hope you guys loved this episode. Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Monday. Leave us a rating and review, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.